Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. But since faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, or faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, it's important that we stay in God's word so that we can grow in our faith, we can stay strong in our faith, and that we can be the Christians, the followers of God that God wants us to be. We encourage you to help others in your life along these lines by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make that commitment to share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. What a great blessing for somebody to look back and realize that their life turned around and they got to heaven started on that path because you got them into God's Word on a daily basis by sharing these short studies with them. But that'll also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. Now we're going to start a new line of thought and study talking about, and this just by the title of this particular line of thought and study would turn some people off because they don't even like the term sin. And it's not that they think sin is a bad word, it just causes them discomfort because they realize they're living in sin in one way or another, of one kind or another. But Satan has deceived people on a wide-scale basis. He's deceived a whole lot of people into actually thinking that while they're living in sin, well, they're living in righteousness. <laughs> Sounds upside down and backwards, doesn't it? But the devil's very skillful in what he does and in the way he does it. But we want to talk about seven sins that will keep you out of heaven. Now you might say, seven sins? What are those? Well, they're listed in Scripture, basically, at least in kind. And we're going to simply point some out. Now this is not saying that they're all of the different sins that will keep you out of heaven. But these are some sins that were pointed out specifically to a particular group of people who were in the city of Corinth almost 2,000 years ago. And these particular sins were written about in Paul's letters to the congregation of the Lord's church, the Church of Christ in Corinth, in that city. Satan had deceived the Corinthian people, at least to a great extent, many of them, to exchange their souls and their freedom for passing pleasure and bondage. They might say, bondage? Do you mean they were slaves? Oh, not necessarily slaves on a physical basis, but they were slaves spiritually. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we read about something he said in, in John chapter 8 while he was here in, this, in his public ministry when he brought the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation to mankind. John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31, Jesus said to those Jews who believed, that is, believed in him, if you abide in my word, or if you live in and live by my word consistently, you are my disciples indeed. In other words, you're my, my followers. Now, another way to put that is, if you truly want to be my followers, then you need to live by my teachings. 
and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, some of them answered him, and they said, we are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been in bondage to anyone. They were thinking on a physical basis. They were thinking of being physical slaves or indentured servants. And they went on to ask Jesus, how can you say you will make us, you will be made free? In other words, you will somehow make us free. We're not in bondage. Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son, speaking of Christ, makes you free, and he's speaking of himself there as being the son of God, and bringing the message of salvation and forgiveness through which they could be made free from their slavery to sin, he says, you shall be free indeed. When we talk about slavery in our country, I know our minds flash back to the days of slavery in the 1600s and 1700s and 1800s of the history of our land. But slavery has been in place in the world virtually since the beginning of mankind. It is still in place in the world, in some places around the world even today. We think of it from a particular perspective as to how it was part of our history as a land and then later as a nation. But slavery existed in the world long before that long before that, in, in all kinds of nations and countries, and there is still slavery even to this day. But what Jesus is talking about is not physical slavery. He's talking about a whole different and far worse kind of slavery. He's talking about spiritual slavery to sin, slaves to sin. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we look at verse 26, the Apostle Paul wrote, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. You see, the devil has made captive of a huge host of people in the world today by leading them into sin. They're his captives. They are his slaves from a spiritual perspective because they're caught up in sin and they're not leaving it. And I didn't say they cannot leave it. I'm saying they're not leaving it. They're choosing to not leave it. They're choosing to continue to live in that particular lifestyle. And as long as they remain in sin, they're slaves to sin. Now, there's some people who may become offended when you start talking about spiritual slavery because they've got this stigma in their mind about the physical slavery that was part of the history of our past in this country. I'm not been meaning to offend anybody or minimize that part of our history at all. It was real and it was horrible. But I'm talking about a slavery that is far worse, and that is being a slave to sin. Because that ultimately, if we do not come out of that slavery, if we are not released from it, freed from it, 
We're talking about eternal condemnation in hell. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, notice what the Apostle Paul wrote. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So he's saying, if you're living in the slavery of sin, in any of these kinds of sinful practices and lifestyles that you will not, that you have not and are not turning away from, you're not going to be in heaven, he says. Now here's a significant follow-up. In verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul goes on and says, and such were some of you. He's writing this to Christians in the city of Corinth. He says, some of you were caught up in the slavery of these kinds of sin, of sins. But he says, you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In other words, you were set free. The apostle Paul was caught up in the slavery of sin in that he was persecuting the church. He disbelieved in Jesus. He was persecuting Christians and even voting for the death of some of them by execution just because they were Christians. And he turned away from the ways of Judaism. But in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, Ananias, sent by the Lord himself to teach Paul while he was still Saul of Tarsus before he became a Christian, said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Ananias was giving Saul the instruction as to how he could be freed from his sin slavery. And Paul is writing to the Christians in Corinth, and he's reminding them of a number of sinful lifestyles and practices that will keep a person out of heaven. Because as long as they continue in these sinful practices and lifestyles, they're slaves of sin. And he said, some of you were caught up in these kinds of things. You were slaves of sin, but you were washed. You were cleansed by the blood of Christ as just as Ananias called Saul to be, you were baptized for the remission of your sins. Your sins were washed away as you were buried with your Lord in baptism. You were sanctified. You were set apart from the world. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Oh, what a great change they had made. They were lost in the slavery of sin, but they came to their senses. They learned the gospel of Christ and forgiveness through him. Having been reborn spiritually, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, John chapter 3 and verses 3 through 5, they were made new spiritually. Oh, what a great blessing. How wonderful it must have been for them to have realized I have come out of that slavery, 
that spiritual slavery of sin, and I have been made free and forgiven and made new spiritually in Christ. Next time we'll begin to look at the seven sins Paul listed in his letter to the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us the way by which we can be set free from slavery to sin. We can be forgiven through Jesus Christ as we're baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, so much for loving us so much and making that way for us to be set free. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. And we pray that you will help people see this opportunity for themselves all over the world. Please forgive us, we pray, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.